I really try to educate people that detoxification is a lifestyle. We are exposed to so many metals and chemicals. You have to be doing something on really almost a daily basis to be thinking about adding detoxification to your already healthy lifestyle, whether that's infrared sauna or maybe coffee enemas, binders, substances that remove heavy metals, green juices. There's lots of different things that you can do to be thinking about pushing metals out of your body. Welcome to Couch Talk, our intimate place for intimate conversation. I'm thrilled to be here today to really dig into a topic that is often not spoken about, and that is heavy metal toxicity. You know, you have heard from me about amalgam fillings and heavy metals and how it creates a resistance to optimal health. Let's just say it that way. And something that I've seen clinically so often is kind of this triad between thyroid disease yeast infections, and heavy metal toxicity. And we'll add in elevated cholesterol as the fourth component. And I am I am sure when I see cholesterol, candida, and thyroid that you've got heavy metal toxicity. So I brought on Wendy Myers. Her website is myersdetox.com. And she has a heavy metal quiz that we are offering to you guys to kind of figure out what is going on with your body and how is it affecting you. Wendy in our podcast today is, shares a bit about her story, her journey, and her self-discovery and, and how she's turned it around to really help so many others. She has written a best-selling book called Limitless Energy, How to Detox Toxic Metals to End Exhaustion and Chronic Fatigue. She has hosted the very popular Heavy Metal Summit, and she hosts two podcasts, including Myers Detox Podcast and the Supercharged Podcast about bioenergetics. So she has just been a delightful guest, and I know you'll enjoy this interview. So here we go. Welcome, Wendy. Thanks for being on the show today. And this is such a critical area. Let's get into it. Well, first, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and what brought you to this passion for heavy metal detoxification. Well, I'm like a lot of women. I was, you know, my mid 30s and just starting to feel run down. I just had a baby and I just felt like I didn't feel like myself. I was having trouble losing weight after the baby, even though I was doing everything right. And I, I was brain fogged and fatigued and, you know, it just, it just wasn't feeling well. Even though I was doing everything right with my diet, I was eating a perfect diet, taking amazing supplements and I was exercising and just reducing stress. And I just felt like I had this amazing life, but I didn't feel good emotionally as well. So I went to my doctor, did all this testing, and I found out I had the hormone levels of a menopausal woman at 37. And so I was obviously thrilled to hear that. Mm. <laughs> but I think a lot of women these days are, are getting that, you know, when they go to their doctor, they're getting low hormones, low thyroid hormones, low sex hormones, and obviously don't feel good because of that. And my doctor wanted to put me on hormone replacement therapy with estrogen and testosterone and thyroid hormones. And I was okay with the thyroid hormones, but I thought I'm just not ready for HRT, you know, quite yet. You know, I'm 37. That's not really how I envisioned, you know, going into my thirties. <laughs> so, and I just thought, well, what, what caused that, you know, and if something caused that, why don't we just reverse it? Let's figure out what exactly is, is happening here. And I started going, I went on Dr. Google and doing research and I found out that mercury and lead and arsenic and cadmium and nickel and all these other metals dramatically interfere in hormone production and, and conversion of one hormone to another hormone. 
And so I decided to do some testing. I did a, a hair mineral analysis and found out I had all these heavy metals. And I, you know, I was really shocked because I lived this super healthy lifestyle and I've always been relatively healthy. And, and I, I just knew that these heavy metals were holding me back. They were, I, I felt like they were the keys to this is what I wasn't doing and what I needed to add to my health regimen, which is, you know, removing these from my body. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And, and it's great that you did your investigating, right? Because we know that heavy metals are huge disruptors for our hormones, especially our reproductive hormones, such as estrogen, testosterone, even our adrenal hormones, DHEA. So it can definitely affect you. And also thyroid, right? That's a huge cause for thyroid dysfunction. So let's talk about what these heavy metals are. And you know, where did you get your heavy metal toxic le- your toxic levels of heavy metals from? Yes. Well, so the metals that interfere in, in hormones are mercury, lead, thallium, a lot of people don't know about, arsenic, aluminum, tin, and cesium. And so they do this in various ways, but what they do exactly is they poison what's called hydroxylase enzymes. And these are enzymes that help convert one hormone to another And that's what metals do in your body. They poison different enzyme systems, poison your body's ability to function in every possible way. And so they interfere in that way in thyroid hormone production and conversion and sex hormone and adrenal stress hormone production and conversion also. So that's why so many people today have low stress hormones. They have low sex hormones and low thyroid hormones. Most, a lot of people that aren't well have all of the above. So we can go into like each metal and what they do exactly. Just to yeah. get that analogy, to give a visual, because I love to give yes. an analogy. So you think of these metals like rocks, right? And you're going to hit one, you just like bump, maybe roll over it, right? But over time, they pile up, pile up, pile up. And all of a sudden, you've got a wall and that's blocking one reaction to go to another reaction. You just can't get to the other side. So things build up, there's toxic levels, and that gets fed back into our system. In that way, just kind of see a visual of how these heavy metals can interfere. They interfere in other ways too, but let's just think of them as over time they accumulate. And unless we're really empowering our body's ability to detoxify those hormones, eliminate, I mean, those metals to eliminate them, then we're really creating some major health problems. So- yeah. yeah, that's a very good point because a lot of people think, God, you know, I love this healthy lifestyle. Where am I getting these metals? Well, they're in the air, food, and water. You know, so it's really impossible to avoid in our environment today. And look, we didn't even mention chemicals. I mean, so many different chemicals into pesticides and phthalates and parabens and our beauty products that most people are using, the conventional ones. All these mimic estrogen and interfere in our hormones also. So it's just this kind of this perfect storm in our environment that's dramatically impacting our hormones and our weight and our brain functioning and and how we feel emotionally also. So these metals, let's say mercury, for instance, you know, mercury is, everyone knows about mercury, they're in mercury fillings, it's in fish and shellfish, but it's also in the air that we breathe. So that's one most people know about. And mercury basically builds up in our thyroid and it can also build up in our pituitary gland and our hypothalamus. And this is kind of this, the, all the glands that are involved in that thyroid hormone production feedback loop that tells your body, hey, produce more thyroid hormones or less. 
And when we have mercury dramatically interfering in that, and it's why I, I believe one of the top reasons why thyroid hormones are one of the number one prescribed medications, mercury is dramatically interfering in thyroid hormone production in four different ways. But mercury, it also lowers progesterone, it can increase estrogen, it can impair ovulation by interfering in thyroid function, and, and it promotes infertility in that way as well. Yeah, and I think it's it's so abundant, right? And you'd mentioned that it's in our dental amalgams, right? The mm-hmm. silver fillings, right? Are they? Are, is it still in silver fillings? It is, unfortunately. If you have a silver filling, it has mercury, but it has other metals too. It can have cadmium and tin and aluminum and, and copper. So it can have other metals. It's not just mercury and silver as well. Yeah. Well, I want to share with you and our audience that in 2007, part of my healing journey around the world, we ended in Thailand and one of my daughter had a toothache. So we're like, oh, we'll go do some, you know, go to the dentist while we're here. We've been traveling for six months. So we'll get cleanings and everything. And so my daughter had a, needed a filling. And I said, well, we don't want, you know, we don't want the amalgams. And they said, oh my God, we haven't used those in a decade. I mean, that's bio, I mean, that's hazardous. <laughs> this is Thailand, you know, and yeah. we're thinking, oh my God, no, that we, they absolutely, no way, porcelain fillings only. And that was so eye-opening for me because today our dental association is still fighting back on this, right? I, I don't know what, I, it's like the old guard that just doesn't want to be told that they're wrong or something. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, but, is. And, and what they said, you know, in 2007 in Thailand was that, man, we need hazmat suits. We need to be suited up and, you know, to really even eliminate them, to remove them from someone's mouth. It's a really big process for us. And I was yeah. like, oh, wow, very cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's really one of dentistry that has one of the highest suicide rates in any profession. It's because dentists that are using these hazardous, toxic materials just dramatically affects their brain functioning and, and their, it causes mercury causes depression and low energy. And, you know, I, it's just not a, a good job, not to mention dental hygienists also have a lot of exposure. Right. And I think that's one of those things in my clinical practice when I started seeing, you know, hypothyroidism and in younger and younger thyroid nodules, hypothyroidism, as well as, you know, the candida combination. So it's always the it's the triad. It's heavy metals, it's yeast and thyroid. And I know there's heavy metal toxicity in that image. And another big component is the elevated or spikes in cholesterol. That cholesterol will actually be elevated as a neuroprotective mechanism to preserve some brain function from the heavy metal toxicity. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, like when, when our cholesterol is high, it's not just, okay, well, let's reduce this protective cholesterol barrier. Let's understand why it's high. You know, is it from heavy metal toxicity? And, and typically just by chelating or removing metals, that cholesterol number came down, thyroid function improved. Yes. And so you mentioned some really key heavy metals that affect hormone function, thyroid function, and, and are really very, very prevalent. So we get them from amalgams, pesticides, herbicides, certainly chemicals, lead and lipstick, right? That's a classic. And mercury, no more mercury thermometers for us. Those are all gone. Yes. Yeah. Where else? Yeah. So lead, lead is a very common one. Everyone has lead in their body, even if it doesn't say so on heavy metals tests. It's just, it's impossible to avoid. We use leaded gasoline for decades and we have leaded paint still in 50% of homes. It might be under, you know, new paint, but it's still there. And unfortunately, 
lead is in our bones. It builds up in our bones. Our bones are kind of like garbage cans that the body uses to store metals. So lead can make bones look a lot denser on DEXA scans that some people do. But if lead is one of those things that's contaminating our soil, so all this lead of gasoline settled into our soils, the lead that was emitted by cars, it's still in our soil. So it can still be in organic food. It can still be in food-based supplements. It can be in greens powders. It's really a, a big, big problem. So a lot of different foods and, and vegetables and animal proteins have lead in them because of this, even though it's in trace amounts, but it still continues to build up. And lead interferes in hormone functioning because it inhibits progesterone. It can create irregular periods because of that. And it also inhibits estrogen and testosterone and cortisol. And all those imbalances can create irregular periods and contribute to infertility. Lead also chokes off the mitochondria, which are little cells powerhouses in our body, so it can reduce energy production as well. And so some people are severely affected by lead, other people not as much. But I find as people get older and older, they start feeling more and more tired and it's not really because you're getting older so much. It's because we have lead and mercury. We have other metals like arsenic, aluminum, tin, and thallium that interfere in mitochondrial energy production that reduces the person's ability to make energy and feel good. And I talked about that a lot in my book, Limitless Energy. I discuss every different metal and exactly how it interferes in mitochondrial energy production. Yeah, that's crucial. And we talked to you mentioned arsenic. So let's talk mm-hmm. about, you know, organic sources of arsenic and from shellfish, et cetera, versus other more harmful sources of arsenic. Is there a difference? There's different forms of all different types of metals or different forms of minerals and some are harmful and some a little bit maybe necessary. So with arsenic, I mean, most people have some level of arsenic. It's a common contaminant in drinking water. Arsenic is also in conventional chickens, even ones that say, you know, free range. They're in conventional free range eggs. They can be in rice. Non-organic rice will have more than organic, but organic can still have rice. Brown rice has more arsenic than white rice. Arsenic is common contaminant in drinking water and well water. So it's a big problem in the United States, actually, the amount of arsenic. And arsenic is interesting because if you have arsenic toxicity, which I I definitely had, it poisons enzymes, it transports triglycerides out of fat cells. So it'll prevent you from losing weight, even if you're just doing everything you can to lose weight, starving yourself or going to bed hungry or keto or whatever you're doing or exercising a lot, arsenic will throw a wrench in your plans to lose weight. Good point. All right. So then the step is, first of all, look and see where possibly heavy metals are coming into you, right? And then to see how it's affecting you. So let's talk about testing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there are you know, definitely different ways. And, and you had mentioned hair and mineral testing. And that was something I'd been skeptical on for so long, especially you know, like as a physician. And we're looking at blood, we're looking at urine, we're looking at pre and post chelation challenges, you know, what do we need to look at for testing? So that was where I was really familiar with testing mostly was through blood or urine testing. And then so compare and contrast that with to, to the modern day hair and mineral analysis. 
Well, I do a multitude of tests. I do hair metal analysis, urine, and stool testing because different metals come out in different ways in the body. They have different exit routes. Mm -hmm. And so some metals are best seen in the hair, some metals are best seen in the urine, and some metals are best seen in the stool. So to get the best picture, it's good to do all three of those. So with hair, I like to start there because it's just the easiest for people to do at home. And hair, you can really see arsenic, you can see uranium, you can see the methyl mercury from fish really easily. You can see aluminum really easily. And when you're doing kind of the, the challenge test with DMSA or EDTA with urine, you won't see uh, those metals typically. You'll see the mercury from mercury amalgam fillings, but not so much the methyl mercury from fish. But you see other metals you don't see. You'll see cesium, you'll see thallium, and you'll see other metals that you won't see in the hair. So it's just kind of comparing apples to oranges. And there's there's lots and lots of research to validate hair mineral analysis that's used in uh, many, many areas of science. It's totally valid. It's just people have to know how to read them. It took me years to figure out how to read them. And there's a, a lot more than just meets the eye. There's lots of hidden analysis that you can do that indicate metals that aren't visibly apparent on the hair test. But then in stool, stool is where I look for cadmium toxicity and silver toxicity, which you don't see in hair or urine. So it just in an ideal world, you want all three. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. Look at all aspects, especially if you're going to go through a chelation protocol so you can safely eliminate them, make sure you're eliminating them, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Now, Wendy, tell me, you know, with being able to remove toxins safely, let's talk about that. Let's talk yes. about how the approach is to remove toxins safely. But one second, before we go there, let's, how do we know if we're, if we're toxic? What are some physical signs and symptoms? And I know you've got a heavy metal quiz that we're going to provide a link for in the show notes to send people to so they can, they can test. But what are some things that we, I'm holding up my nails because I know nails yeah. is one of them. So what are some <laughs> things that are a big hint, right? What are some things that we can look for physically that could give us an idea? Look, heavy metals could be an issue here. Yeah, well, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of potential signs. And, and this is one of the things that can be confusing for people is that maybe they don't feel well or, you know, they go to the doctor, they get a diagnosis, maybe low thyroid or something else. And, you know, the doctor typically is never cluing them into the fact that it could be heavy metal toxicity. Maybe they don't know about that or, or really focusing on that at all in their practice. But heavy metals can cause almost every imaginable symptom and diagnosis. They can either outright cause it or contribute to it in some way directly or indirectly. Fatigue is a huge one. Brain fog is a huge one. Acne can be one. Low libido is a huge one. These are ones related to sex hormones now, but trouble sleeping, sagging skin, weight gain, trouble losing weight, resistant weight loss, irritability, anger is a huge one, anxiety, depression, difficult periods or irregular periods, PMS, migraine headaches, fibroids, ovarian cysts, endometriosis, infertility, any kind of reproductive health issue can be caused by heavy metals, breast cancer, lots of other, any kind of cancer can have heavy metals or chemicals or as an underlying root cause, autoimmune conditions, thyroid conditions, low blood sugar problems, diabetes. I can keep going, but I have a, a blog post on my website called the Toxic Metal Sources and Symptoms Guide. You can actually search that for your symptom and see which exact heavy metals cause that. I have every single metal 
and all the sources of them and the potential symptoms. So that's a really good resource. I just did a working document over the last decade that I've been adding to as a research. That's excellent. Say the name of that document. That's going to be at uh, myersdetox.com. And what's the name of that document? Yeah, you can search for it. It is a toxic metals sources and symptoms guide. We also have that as a, a free PDF download. Too. Perfect. That sounds good. That sounds like a good resource yeah. for creating that. That's awesome. I know that's a, a lot of work. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and what about physical signs and symptoms? So besides like, you know, what about like, what can we look at on our nails? What do you usually like say for nails, skin, eyes, any, anything specifically that we should yeah. be concerned? Yeah. Well, people can have little white spots on their nails. That can be zinc deficiency. A lot of people that have zinc deficiency have cadmium toxicity or mercury toxicity. Mm. People can have large ridges in their nails or really brittle nails, but those can also be signs of mineral deficiencies Mm. as well. But where you have mineral deficiencies, your body is forced to retain metals because metals and minerals can do some of the same jobs in the body. So a foundational part of any detoxification program is flooding the body with minerals. And that pushes metals out of the body, but also gets the body working better and detoxing better. So back to your question. So signs of like um, your skin, you can have black circles under your eyes. You can have floaters in your eyes. Those can be signs of mercury toxicity. You can have lots of red spots on your skin, these cherry angiomas. Those can be from cadmium toxicity. The body uses zinc to repair the skin. If you don't have adequate zinc, it'll use cadmium instead. Cadmium also is used to repair arteries. So cadmium is very hard and brittle. So if that's used to repair arteries, you can have hardening of the arteries and high blood pressure and heart disease. If you don't have enough zinc, you know, the American Heart Association is telling people don't eat red meat, but that has zinc in it. That's why it's dark colored and that is needed to repair your arteries. So it's kind of a catch-22. People retain cadmium and that's used to repair their arteries and their skin. Those are just a few of the signs and symptoms physically that people can have. Yeah. So Jan, I didn't think of those spider hemangiomas or those little angiomas. So that can be from cadmium or zinc deficiency. Yeah. Zinc deficiency. Yeah. And copper excess also, because copper makes veins weak and zinc makes them strong. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it can be any kind of place where you have um, kind of a bursting of a vein on your face. If you have any red splotches on your face, that can be the veins of a burst and whatnot. And those can be lasered to repair. I definitely had a couple repaired, but it's a sign of zinc deficiency. Yeah. Fascinating. That's a good. I'm just thinking I need to increase my zinc. You know, one of the (laughs) zinc helps with the decreased 5-alpha hydroxylase to action so that we're not converting testosterone to dihydrotestosterone and having that androgenic hair loss. And that's definitely one of my, you know, key supplements. I'm like, maybe I need to increase my zinc. Plus it pushes out copper, right? We need to have that zinc copper balance. Yes. And usually zinc in on the heavier side. So we want to look at that as well. And just a shout out to people with copper TIUDs, you want to zinc supplement, zinc supplement those copper TIUDs. So, Absolutely. Okay. So you were on a journey. You had suffered these health consequences, right? And, and that, you know, early like hormonal hypogonadism, essentially, low hormone levels all the way around. And mm-hmm. you went on this journey, did some amazing 
self-discovery, found out that you had toxic metals. And so everyone can do that journey, right? And if you don't have a doctor that's going to run these different tests, you can do very easily a hair mineral analysis and get a gestalt what's going on, right? So oh, yeah. do a, a single piece of the picture. And then from there, we recognize, and again, anyone who has high cholesterol, who has yeast infections and has thyroid issues, you got to rule out heavy metals. I mean, 100% you need heavy metal testing. So then now you know, what's the next step of the protocol? Well, if someone wants to find out what their relative levels of heavy metals may be in their body, they can take my quiz. I just created this simple quiz based on some lifestyle factors at heavymetalsquiz.com. It takes a couple minutes and they'll get a, they'll go from there. They'll be told, here's the next thing to do. Here's the next thing to do. But the first step is a hair metal analysis. And that will, you know, tell us what metals you have, what minerals you need, what minerals you may be deficient in. Most people are deficient in magnesium, zinc, and selenium, which are all needed for detoxification. Most people are deficient in trace minerals. So we get a picture of what you need to do. And you can uh, get it interpreted by one of our team of practitioners to figure out what exact supplements you need to do the sniper approach to supplementation and detoxification. But we give lots and lots of educational videos and information following doing the heavy metals quiz. Excellent. Okay. And so from there, it's kind of fine-tuning your detoxification regimen because the way we did it in my medical practice was, you know, was chelation, right? Mm -hmm. We used oral chelation for the most part, or if it if my client couldn't tolerate oral chelation, uh, we went to rectal suppositories to help mm -hmm. them remove some toxins as we were healing whatever you know hormonal imbalance that we were addressing at the time. So there was that way as well as uh, colleague performing IV chelation, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of controversy around these different modalities, at least they were a decade ago. And I'm wondering where we're at right now as far as chelation, chelation, therapies. And some, you know, again, if we, 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 we don't have a doctor who's doing chelation, just thinking too, on a daily basis, these certain things will help me chelate what I'm exposed to. Yes. And so everyone is different. So there are some people that are too sick to do chelation therapy. Mm -hmm. There are some people that need to do chelation therapy if they have like you know, a life-threatening level of metals in their body, or they're just not able to get it out, get the metals out in other ways. So we also do uh, suppository chelation as well. We use a lot of natural chelators, but really I tried to work with people to do do it safely and slowly. You know, we're not in a race. People have spent decades accumulating these metals. It's going to take time to get them out. And there's foundational things people need to do. They need to mineralize their body first. Just doing that alone is going to help push metals out of the body. People also need to open up the detox pathways, get their liver working better, their digestion working better. So we help kind of people do like a pre-tox almost in opening up their detox pathways, taking binders, which anyone can do no matter how ill they are or how genetically compromised they are in their ability to detox and then mineralizing. And then I recommend people do testing and then take specific supplements that are shown in the research to remove the specific metals that they have because different metals remove different substances. So it really depends on what metals you have. And so we do a very kind of customized detox approach based on what metals people have. It's a sniper approach as opposed to kind of a shotgun approach, which is yeah. 
doing a 10 day detox box and hope that it works, you know, which a lot of people are doing spring detoxes or, you know, for me, I really try to educate people that detoxification is a lifestyle. We are exposed to so many metals and chemicals. You have to be doing something on really almost a daily basis to be thinking about adding detoxification to your already healthy lifestyle, whether that's infrared sauna or maybe coffee enemas, binders, substances that remove heavy metals, green juices. There's lots of different things that you can do to be thinking about pushing metals out of your body. And when you talk about binders, what are you referring to? Well, different binders work for different people. I use a modified citrus pectin, which has about 50 research studies behind it showing it removes different metals and chemicals. Some people, that doesn't work for them. So we also, sometimes for some people, recommend charcoal on occasion, but there's lots of different binders that work that are great. Okay. Yeah, no, that's good to know. Citrus pectin, charcoal, well familiar with, been around for a long, long, long time, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, what can people expect to feel? What can, what can we expect to feel and how long does it take? I just will say, I think it's just really critical. You know, what Wendy's saying here is test, don't guess, right? Let's make it, make it targeted, the sniper approach. Let's really address what's affecting us, be very efficient about it and, you know, keep up fortifying our defense lines, right? Through minerals and, and nutrients. Yeah, where does this take us? We have lots of things that people can do if they maybe can't afford testing or can't afford working with a practitioner. There's lots of things on MyRCTalks.com people can do. They can take binders. They can do increasing salt intake and minerals. And there's lots of things that they can do. They can remove all the toxins in their home. We have articles about removing toxins in every single room in your home. You know, Stop the influx of toxins. Control what you can. But for many people, they need to do testing and then they need to work with a practitioner, especially if they've had trouble detoxing or they're really sensitive to supplements or they have multiple health diagnoses or they've tried detoxes and they haven't worked and they feel bad. Those people need to work with a practitioner to troubleshoot and course correct when they're not feeling well. So we have lots of tools in our tool chest to be able to work with people to lay that foundation. Some people aren't ready to detox yet. There's lots of things they need to do first before they're ready to detox. But most people, when they start a detox, if they're doing it correctly, if they're doing it with binders, if they're doing it by taking minerals, they'll feel really, really good. And if they start not to feel well, that means they need to kind of pull back a little bit. I tell people to, we want to put the gas on the foot on the gas pedal and we want them kind of detoxing at a rate that feels good to them where they can still function. But some people have to pull back a little bit. We want them to kind of push as much as they can, as much as they're comfortable doing while still being able to enjoy their life, you know, enjoy their activities, exercising, work. If, if people are trying to do detoxing and they just feel terrible, we need to pull back and, and course correct and do something else. But most people feel great when they're detoxing. They might feel a little bit tired occasionally, maybe a little nauseous, but we have an action plan in place for whatever you're feeling. Here's what it is that you need to do to, to stop that. Yeah. Yeah. No, good point. And let's go, let's jump back to the amalgams in our mouth. So what if you have amalgams in your mouth from childhood or from whenever, and how do we approach that now? 
you have to get them out of your mouth. They are just not doing you any favors at all. They contribute. I mean, I've heard so many people remove them and their non-Hodgkin's lymphoma clears up, their autoimmune disease clears up, their chronic fatigue clears up. I mean, the mercury fillings are causing a lot of different health issues, not to mention the silver in them kills your, your good gut bacteria. The mercury in them contributes to candida overgrowth because the candida... Yeah, the candida and parasites clean up the mercury and metals in your body. That's why the body allows them to proliferate and why if you're doing cleanses, candida cleanses and parasite you know, protocols, that's why they keep coming back. It's the, the metals in your body. So you have to get them out. And if you can't afford them, there's places in Mexico you can go that there's a biological dentist in Mexico. It's the 10th of the cost. Robin Oppenshaw just created a biological dentist program where they called 800 biological dentists across the country to help people navigate people towards doing a, using a biological dentist. But they're, they're, it's not cheap. I mean, it's, it's not an inexpensive endeavor. You don't have anything if you don't have your health. Right. So you are worth the investment. And I encourage people to do whatever they can to get the mercury fillings out of the mouth. Yeah, I hear you on that loud and clear. So I think that that really resonates loudly with a lot of us, a lot of our listeners too. And so from here, who should not detox? Who should not detox? Who should leave the metals where they are and not attempt to start moving them out, right? That's a really big point to get clear. Yeah, if people have active cancer, they probably want to, there's some things they can do like taking binders and doing infrared saunas and things like that, but they typically have to be very, very careful with detoxification. Women that are pregnant or breastfeeding, that's not the time to be mobilizing metals. Hmm. Not the time. You just need to wait until... You can take binders though. You can start cleaning up your tissues and cleaning up your blood and that will prevent toxins going to the breast milk and whatnot, which is great. Really, that's really the only maybe population that I'd say shouldn't, you know, or should avoid detoxing. For children under seven, you know, they need to avoid infrared saunas their heat systems to cool down aren't developed yet. That's really the only people that I'd say avoid detox. I would just add, you know, cardiac arrhythmias, Wolf Parkinson White, you know, other cardiac arrhythmias, just really go slow. I mean, you can definitely do it and it probably will help you for certain, the cardiac arrhythmia, but you have to go really, really slow and cautiously. And again, you have to make sure you're eliminating in all ways to get these metals and toxins out of your body. So that's for everyone that's listening. I think heavy metal detoxification is really a reality nowadays. We have to continually detox on a daily basis, right? So I always tell my listeners, you got to check your urine pH. You got to, you know, really focus on the alkalinizers, the, the nutrients that help your body, chlorella, vitamin C, milk thistle, things that also support your liver and your body's natural detoxification pathways and that's that's really critical so on a daily basis you're detoxing right and then you know if you are dealing with any issues doing a heavy metal analysis looking at that and comparing over time it's not that expensive to do you can definitely do like how you've got in the heavy metal quiz so that's free and then getting a hair mineral analysis or further follow-up testing with stool and urine for you know further investigation of heavy metals, especially if you're dealing with a condition. I just know that it helps so many of my patients that were struggling with infertility, with endometriosis, 
with thyroid disease and and certainly post-cancer therapy, looking at what was the cause of the cancer to begin with. And heavy metals usually had a foot in the door. Oh, yes. Yeah. Cadmium is really the metal that causes more cancers than all of the other metals combined. But we have arsenic and mercury and nickel and other metals that cause that. But cadmium is a real issue. So that's why people that smoke, that smoke too much marijuana, even if it's medical marijuana, they get those have, are very high in cadmium. But we also get cadmium wherever we have mercury in shellfish, in large migratory fish. It's in the air as well. A lot of people have cadmium and it's just a real problem. I think it's one of the biggest causes of cancers out there. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for your time today, Wendy. And um, share with our listeners just one final thought, one message that you definitely want everyone listening to know and, and go home with. I want them to listen to their body because even if you are eating an amazingly healthy diet, you're taking amazing supplements, you're exercising every day, and you're trying to sleep and reduce stress. Today, it's not enough. If you are doing all of the above and you still feel tired, you still feel brain fog, you still feel angry or depressed or anxious, and you just feel like something is not quite right in your body, I urge people to listen to that, to heed that call, because usually metals and chemicals are playing some role in that happening, and you need to add detoxification to your health regimen to relieve those symptoms. Yeah, great. Thank you. And people can get, how can people get a hold of you and take that quiz? Yeah. So you can go to heavymetalsquiz.com to take my heavy metals quiz and get lots of information on what the next steps are to start adding detoxification to your life. And you can go to myersdetox.com. I have hundreds of podcasts and hundreds of articles about you know how to start detoxing on your own at home. Well, thank you so much, Wendy, for being here with us. And today for our listeners, I want to thank all of you for being here and joining us. And I certainly thank you guys for your reviews. You guys have been doing me great honor with your reviews. I love to read them. I read every single one of them. So if you're listening on iTunes or Podcast Addict or Stitcher, wherever you're listening and share this episode, I just encourage you to share this episode. We need to hear about this and start connecting the dots and and figure out, okay, what is the underlying, underlying cause to some of the things that we've been struggling with or someone we love is struggling with. So definitely share and be back in touch. And I look forward to seeing you on our next episode of Couch Talk.